Hey, welcome back to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. So, hey, my guest today is Hera Allison. She's a photographer. She's a graphic designer, a podcaster. Most of all, she is an overcomer. So she's been through a lot in her life, and she's used these experience to help others find the hidden beauty that we all have inside of her. So, Hera, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this one because you have a very interesting story, and I think you're really going to help some people today. So um, let's, let's just get into it. So tell, tell people kind of the situation you had growing up. So kind of what, what were you facing growing up? Oh, well, I was the youngest of six kids <laughs> and um, kind of invisible. <laughs> People say, oh, are you spoiled? And I'm, what's ever the opposite of that was I was very invisible. And I was touched inappropriately when I was very young. I was seven. And that kind of was overlooked in my household. Uh, my mother, I don't know if she didn't believe me, but she definitely didn't do anything about it. So that kind of set me on a course of not really trusting myself, I guess, or, you know, feeling inadequate, not knowing my self-worth. It took me till my mid forties really to discover that I was um, valuable beyond what I could offer via my body. Right. And so that is my goal for women now is to not wait so long when, when, when young women in their twenties and stuff know that earlier, I'm so happy for them that they don't have to wait until their forties. But, um, so that's my goal in life really is to help women and anybody, um, just see their beauty beyond what they look like. And everybody has a story. I feel very strongly that everybody has a story and that maybe I can learn from everybody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my dad always said, you know, that everybody, you know, knows something you don't. So you can always learn absolutely. from everybody else. Right. Definitely. So, so yeah, so kind of, so that kind of shaped your life. And then, and then how did you get into photography? So eventually you get into photography when you're teens. Is that how you got into it? Yeah. Well, I have this uh, picture from when I was pretty young. I was eight, eight, maybe. And my father and I, I was with my grandmother and my father took a picture of me and my grandmother. And I took a picture of him and my grandmother. And mine is so much more well composed. (laughs) (laughs) He had like all the dirt below us and I had the mountain behind him. So I just always had an eye for it. And in high school, I got my own dark room and I always had a camera with me. I was the person always taking photos. And then I did go to college and I got a degree in communications and I was majored in advertising. And even right after I got my degree, I still wanted to go into um, photography. I went to um, a studio in Miami and was going to um, going to work there, even though I had just gotten a degree. But I had I just felt overwhelmed with that. I wouldn't understand lighting; that it was too technical for me. And then during COVID, well, and then so I just came back to photography like 2019, okay, professionally, um, but. And and then during COVID, which was just right after that, I did a self-portrait series because what else was I going to do? I couldn't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And so I did 60 days of self-portraits, but I totally learned lighting because I was the the model and I was so patient. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, it wasn't, I'm not as dumb as I thought I was. That's awesome. And it's not as hard as I thought it was. And I love, I love photography. I love, um, showing people how beautiful they are when they are, don't, they don't see it. 
a lot of the women I photograph are heavier and maybe insecure and it's beautiful revealing to them what they don't see. Absolutely. So, so yeah. something you did was a, the See Me series, which is something awesome. If you guys haven't checked it out, you got to go follow her. I'm going to link her, 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 all of her stuff in show notes, but uh, tell us a little about the, about the See Me thing you did. Okay. My, um, my daughter at the time was maybe 24, 25, and she has, she follows um, all these body positivity um, people on Instagram. And anyway, one of the things she had seen was people holding up signs, you know, saying they're more than their diagnosis. And she wanted to um, have me photograph paint on her. I literally, we went in the garage and found a paint and paintbrushes. And I painted on her all the words she would use to describe herself and not what she looked like, you know, um, a peacemaker and um, I don't know, all these, all these words of empowerment that mm -hmm. she, that she wanted to describe herself. And I did that photo series. I did a photo of her and then asked on Facebook if anybody wanted to be in that series. And then I had like 30 women and it was really emotional them coming up with the words, owning the words, you know, feeling like they are powerful women, beautiful. And it was a really vulnerable situation. You know, they'd come in half the women I didn't ever meet before they'd come in and I'd be like, okay, get undressed and let me paint on your back the words that they have very carefully chosen for themselves and then photograph them half naked. And so it was a really beautiful experience. And I found that through all the photo shoots I do, that people will end up telling me their kind of their hearts and their hardships and the adversity they they have faced. And that's actually how my podcast was born was that I found that people, um, open up to me and talk to me easily. And so, so the podcast is see beneath your beautiful. And it's just sort of a, a, an extension of the photography. I feel like is that I see you, I hear you and tell me your story and what can I learn from you? That's amazing. Yeah. So what was kind of the stuff that people got out of there? The women that participated, I'm sure they kind of, they told you all about what they, they felt and what, what were some common themes you saw out of that? Um, I, I just, I looked up the things people wrote to me and I have one little thing. I think this one sums it up. If I could read this to you. Sure. Yeah. It says, I believe words have power. They have the ability to build someone up or tear them down. Every time I look at my picture, I can't help but feel these words slowly seep into my skin and imprint a picture on my soul. Now, as I venture out into the world, I feel like I have this newfound confidence as I present my most authentic self. And that was a real common theme is that I've been hiding and, and choosing these words, which, I mean, they didn't choose them lightly. You know, these are words that are painted on their back. They are like imprinted on them. And so it was really emotional and vulnerable and empowering for everybody. Wow. Was there a process that came up with the words that you just said, Hey, come up with this amount of words or how, how does that happen? It was really interesting. A lot of people, which, uh, they would, they would come up with a list and then ask family and friends if they agreed with them, which which was interesting. And then I remember one lady came in and she had so much trouble. We probably spent an hour talking about her list of words because she was like, well, you know, she'd write, she wrote things like beautiful, but then she was intimidated to say it, to put it on her back. And it really took a long time for her to go, you know, I can own these things. It's so interesting how, especially as women, we are, we are not told to say, 
that were powerful and beautiful and resilient and, you know, overcomer. And so the fact that they would own these words was really empowering because it's not something we do, right. you know, claim, claim, claim all the things that are great about us. Yeah. And why don't we buy it? Why, why don't we do more of that? That's a yeah, good question, right? It is a good question. Um, I think it comes off as cocky instead of confident, you know, um, I just interviewed somebody who was extremely confident and it was shocking. Like, I believe that he believed everything he was saying about himself, but it was overwhelming the confidence. Like, I think there's, there's some weird middle ground that we, there's that, you know, the cocky and then the confidence, but, but as women, especially we are made to feel less than, I think, I mean, maybe it's men also, but I know that our, we're really, um, it's really our bodies that people judge first. And it was really important and powerful for women to say, these are all the qualities I have and my body is just the shell. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, if you can really own those words and you just, if you're going to put them on your body, you're going to own those words, right? So that's, a, it that's made an amazing a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, like I said, the, the women came in, I didn't even know half of them and I'm just like, Paint, and it, that took a while too, because I was hand painting every word. And so it was a really interesting process. I'm really glad we did that. Pro we did that um, project. So these women that, that came in, was there a common theme about, were they moms? Were they divorced? Were they single? Was there, did you see any kind of common grounds on people that would, were interested in this project or was it across no. the board? And that's, what's fascinating, you know, everything, young women to older women, heavy and skinny, um, I did a series after that called Real Men. And that was fascinating too. the people who reached out to me because I just stick this out there and I don't reach out to anybody. But the people who reached out to me, one was a, a man who, a transgender man who transitioned at 30. Another was a man who's never taken a free step. He's a, he was born and as a quadriplegic. Um, another is a proud gay man. So I just love who is called to these projects. And I, it's fascinating to me, you know, just, just, I don't know who's willing to be vulnerable and say, sure. this is who I am. Yeah. That's a huge step right there. So uh, mm -hmm. you, you said this did spawn your podcast and, and you've got some great interviews out there. So kind of tell me maybe like two or three examples of some of your favorite or maybe just most intriguing interviews you've had over the years. Okay. Um, well, the, well, just March will be my, my, my one year anniversary one year. of the okay. podcast. The, the yeah. year, no S. The okay. year. Yeah. The year. And, um, I, my favorite episode was I lost my mother when I was 18. And so that has been a lifelong challenge for me to be motherless. And, um, I interviewed 12 women. Again, I just put it out there who wants to be. And so like, there's no it's just interesting who chooses to share their stories and same thing with the phot photography, but um, 12 women who have lost their mothers from one woman, you know, in childhood, very like four years old, I think another woman just recently, she, the mother was 90. Um, and there were, and just, I kind of just little clips of each of their stories. It was the most beautiful episode I think I've done. I just, I love people who are willing to be emotional and vulnerable, it, whether again, it's photography or a story or words, you know, 
that was a really beautiful episode. And then an another one I just did with a woman who lost her 33-year-old son. He did a pill that happened to be laced with enough fentanyl to kill six people. Oh and that God. was a really tragic conversation, but also she's finding peace. And so the goal is always that we can go through adversity and we can choose positivity. And so that is, I just think, a theme that runs out throughout my life. You know, I'm not, I don't want to live as a victim of anything that's ever happened to me. I think taking responsibility for all of your choices lead you to the freedom of, you know, a peace, an inner peace. Yeah. And absolutely. You know, human suffering is actually a choice, right? You know, animals yeah. don't, don't suffer emotionally and all that stuff. Right. So it's kind of right. a choice. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. Um, it's the belief it's our, it's believing our thoughts. That is the suffering. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you're doing all the you start podcasting and graphic design and, and, and photography. What, what's next for you? What, what, is, what are you looking at next? Oh, um, well, anything artsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to say I'm all right-sided. There's no left to me. It's really hard to do my bookkeeping. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I just think maybe, you know, evolving the podcast. I Every episode, I don't know how you do yours, but every episode... I take like six hours to edit one hour of content because I just care. It's an art project for me. I just want it to sound like a produced show. Just, it's just like when I edit the photos, I, you know, every little bit of that photo is touched and edited and carefully maneuvered or, you know, whatever. So everything's an art project. Everything's play for me. I just want, you know, just want to create and, and make something beautiful. I do mine like that, except the exact opposite of that. You don't do you don't do that. <laughs> I don't do any of that. No, <laughs> I would just I, yeah. I would just uh, these are what they call oh natural podcasts. <laughs> well, you're smarter than me because mine takes forever. But but also, then I'm sitting there when I don't have anything to edit. I'm like, what do I even do with myself? So it's just it's just like you know somebody who would knit to to take some time up. I'm just doing editing. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. You have those skills. I would just mess it up. So that's why I don't do oh, it. Yeah. But yeah, well, so I didn't know I had never edited audio before I started a podcast. And I started, a, this is how I do everything. I started a podcast. I just, I had been interviewed by a couple people and I thought I could do that. And eight days later, I did my first episode. Right. I had the, I had all the equipment. I taught myself audition uh, and learned how to edit and, and there you go. So I'm a kind of a by the seat of my pants kind of girl. Hey, I'm with you on that. I'm ready to shoot aim. I'm right with you. I'll, I'll put it out there and fix it, figure it out eventually. Exactly. Right? So yeah. I started my podcast, didn't even have the equipment. I was just out here and my, someone had to send me the headset. They're like, you're echoing way too much. <laughs> Shout out to David yeah. Marmon. Well, but. no, same thing. When I first started, the first episodes are pretty bad. I was in my photo studio. Nothing was soft or it was terrible. So there are a lot of echoey. I have a lot of first ones that are echoey. That's we all right. start somewhere, right? Got to start somewhere. So uh, yeah. let me ask you this. So let's say there's someone out there, they're going through a hard time. Uh, maybe it's the things that you've gone through with uh, in your childhood and losing your mom and all that. Well, what's your first step to being an overcomer? How, how would you look at that? I think the biggest lesson I learned was to take responsibility and not be a victim of anything. And so I would say losing my mom did define my life in a lot of ways but not letting it, you know, um, let me think about the words. Um, 
deciding that that's a lesson in my life instead of that's what happened to me. So, and it's gotten me where I'm at. I wouldn't be the person who I am without that. So those kind of things, just looking at everything differently, I think. Yeah. Instead of being a victim and saying, this is what happened to me. And this is, you know, I have the choice of how to react to everything. That's it. And I think that's the key. I mean, if, if you look back on your life, the most horrible things that have happened to you are what put things in motion to where you are right now. All the things that you love and treasure in your life right now were set up with those horrible things that happened in the past. And, and mine as well. Anything you think about that you've gone through has gotten you where you here are today with all these things that you love, the photography and the podcast and all those things. Who knows where you'd be otherwise, right? Exactly. And not only that, in addition to that, um, I just lost my train of thought. But in addition to that, um, <laughs> you don't edit. this is not good um not only do you um get where you're i don't even know what i was gonna say forget it (laughs) (laughs) tell us more about your uh, photography and your graphic graphic design business tell us a little more of what you let you look for and how people can work with you Okay. Well, I've been doing graphic design since I graduated college in 1989. That is a long time. I got my first job at an ad agency in Miami, Florida. So I've been doing that a long time. I have clients all over. I mean, I've done stuff from, and somebody uh, did a project for somebody in Beijing before, but some of my big clients are the American Bar Association. I do a lot of their print projects and I'm doing one right now, actually, um, for their um, conferences that they have. And I've done things for, you know, a lot, a lot of medical stuff. I've done everything from business cards to brochures to billboards, everything you can think of, websites, done it all. And then the photography is kind of kind of where my heart is because I love capturing people and a moment. I think that's because the pictures I have of me and my mother are, are few and so precious that I think just capturing moments and I think every moment is a little, you know, like, oh, when I take pictures of little kids, it's my favorite. Just they're so not, um, they're so secure. They have no, they're not in their head at all and they're just playing and it's so fun. And I, I try to get adults to do that is to just play and be themselves and just capture, you know, who they are genuinely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. what you do. Like you said, you, you bring the beauty out in people and it, it shows in your photography skills. Oh, I mean, you can really you. tell people just, they look like they're just shining when they're in your oh, pictures. You, thanks, do a, thanks. You, do, you do a great job with that. So, and I'll, I'll link all your info and in, in show notes and come work with you and, and definitely go at least if nothing else, go check out that see me series. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. I know you changed their lives and, and people can look at it and say, Hey, I own those words as well. So what you're doing is, is a great job. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, cool. And, and go follow your or podcast as well. That one, it's emotional. You got to be, you got to be mentally prepared to go into that one. Yeah. <laughs> so No, there's go. a lot of fun moments. We, I keep it light. There's, there's both. And I think that's the whole thing is that no matter what we've gone through is that there's lightness at the end. And so those were emotional interviews with the women who've lost their mothers, but there was also, it was the most beautiful thing because we've all, Oh, that's what I was going to say when I forgot what I was going to say is that we all come out. Okay. Everybody, no matter what you've gone through, the hardest thing you've gone through, you're okay. That is my thing. No matter what I have survived everything and you're going to, it's all going to be okay. That's That's amazing. That's my, that's my 
you know, wish for everybody that they got it because no matter how hard it is, it's just going to be okay in the end. That's an amazing message because once people can realize that, that, Hey, I'm going to be okay. All you need is that little bit of hope, right? I got my hope dealer shirt on. So if you have a little bit of hope, that's all you need in life, right? Awesome. Yeah. I think so. Awesome. Well, Hey, thank you for being an overcomer and sharing, you know, Hey, you could have kept that all inside and not share that with the world. You turn that around, helping other people that may have gone through something similar. And I appreciate that about you. So thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to following you in the future. Thank you so much. All right. Have same, a great same. day. Okay. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful to have these awesome sponsors. Go refinance your house to my friend, Dominic Garver. Here's what happened. I called him up. He checked out my info and he told me I didn't need to change a thing. No trying to sell me on a bunch of other stuff I didn't need. Just, hey, just ran my number and told me I didn't need anything. So let him just run your numbers. He will do everything he can to save you years and money off of your mortgage. You can give him a call at 256-714-1429 or check out his website, rocketcitymortgageguy.com. And then Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He's a guy, he's a, he's a native Huntsvillian, just like myself. He's a licensed real estate professional since 2004. Hey, you're not just a transaction with Teak. He wants to build a relationship for life with you. And, and this guy does it all. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments. You know, prayer, hard work, ethic, honesty, and results are the foundations of what he's been built on. You know, you can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs, and they would be honored to be your turnkey agent for life. You know, I trust, trust Teak, and you should too. Give them a call at 256-694-0117 or email him at teak at patnickco.com. All that's in the show notes. You can look up it. Hey, is your child struggling with math? You know, are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You will see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. Go to their website, mathnasium.com slash madisonal and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. That website again, mathnasium.com slash madisonal. And let's talk apparel lab. You know, you can grow your business with creative merch. You know, they got branded merch, promotional swag. You know, you can increase your visual awareness with signs, banners, decals. They can even do an online fundraiser for your school or nonprofit. Go check out everything you do. Go to their new website. They just did. It looks awesome. It's apparelab.inc, I-N-K. And you can also email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Either way, use promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some awesome products. Hey, support these awesome businesses who support positivity. I really appreciate them, and they'll do you right. Have an awesome day.